Hello and welcome to episode 20 of Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Uh, before I get going, just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode with Adam. If you're one of those people, I'm hoping that, you know, you enjoyed the conversation and I'm glad that you came back. But if you are new to the show... I'm glad you're here too. I'm glad everyone's here. I'm not mad or upset with any of you. I'm sure you're all great people. Now, my friend Will is on the show today. And we're going to talk a lot about tattooing and piercing and body modification. That's pretty much all we're really going to talk about. We might dabble a little bit with like being weird in high school and struggling to find yourself as a teenager when you have a general interest in alternative subcultures growing up in an area where those things don't exist. But I think for the most part, we'll probably end up talking about the the present day stuff. We'll see what happens. I'm really not too sure. So uh, yeah, I think that's really, I these intros, I just I'm kind of losing my taste for them. They seem kind of useless. Just kind of, I let you know what's going on. You know what's going on. So how about I just shut up and we get on with it? All right. Just uh, sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat. Oh, feel free to make yourselves at home. There's beer and soda in the fridge. I knew I forgot something. Fuck. Hello, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm pretty solid, you know. Long day at work. Yourself? Same here. Same it was, here. Uh, it was a pretty long day out at Hot Rod Piercing. Hot Rod Piercing. I was today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, so you work in multiple piercing shops? I, I actually work at Hot Rod Piercing, Oakland and Southside, and I'll switch days there, but I also work at In the Blood Tattoo that does not pierce anymore. Okay. So that way there's no fraternization. There's no ah. cheating. So I can justify working at a strictly a tattoo shop as okay. well as working at strictly a piercing shop. What do you shop. do at the tattoo shop? At the tattoo shop, I'm basically like the shop manager. Okay. Um, for a while, it was like, like three tattooers and me, and the... the, the structure works is we're open one to nine they come in at one tattoo all day you know that's that's their job draw tattoo that's where the money is generated everything else like me like that's like my problem in okay terms of like i'm gonna like be the one to talk to people set up the appointments answer the emails answer the phone because nobody knows how to answer a phone there um <laughs> like order supplies and shit order like the, that? ordering the supplies cleaning okay scrubbing the tubes all the sterilization all right. The dude who cleans a toilet is also yeah. the dude that so like, it's like a it's like a roadie of sorts, so like the guitar tech. Essentially, it's just yeah. like whatever whatever needs done, you yeah. do it. I I get the coffee, totally. Uh, you know, just just essentially everything. And I'm I'm like I'm definitely happy to do it, just because being you know 21 and working in a shop for almost three years is like like that's cool. Yeah. You know? So you like turned 18 and just got into it. So basically, yeah. Uh, anybody <laughs> anybody from my hometown will attest that like I just like turned 18 and just went fucking crazy <laughs> like it was like i mean i've always had like a very like peaked interest in in tattooing and piercing as well like that's no that's been how you know. how did you get into like the alternative subculture thing man basically through the wonders of the internet sure okay um it's almost it's, it's kind of like a weird thing i got into like i guess like in touch with sex at a really young age <laughs> okay. thanks to the wonders of the internet okay and i kind of like went deeper and was like learning things about about sex and like these all these different you know genres of, of sex which, <laughs> okay. which i mean when you're you know when you're a kid you're just like oh it's p p and v and that's the thing like and, and just like learning about things like that and then learning about things like kink okay. and then learning about the specific piercing related chapter of kink and being fascinated by that and then just kind of like going from there okay you know so how old were you at this point i was probably about 
14, 15, Okay, that sounds about right. Something like that. Yeah, I was there. So, so like, yeah, exactly. Like the, age, the, the age when, like, masturbation started being productive, <laughs> essentially. Um, and just, like, getting, like, you know, just, just stuff like that. And then, cool. you know, seeing different things on the internet and little, little subcultures and things. And then just fucking realizing that there's a group of people out there who have a willingness to like define themselves on the outsides of their bodies, which okay. is like, which was like amazing for me. Cause you know, I was a fuck, I was a lost little kid, man. And you, you didn't grow up in Pittsburgh either. I didn't You're... grow up in Pittsburgh. I grew up in a corn town called okay. Quincy, Illinois. It's okay. where Iowa, Missouri and uh, Illinois all converge. So it's this little asshole in the middle of the Midwest. Sure. And it's, it's, and it's cultureless, substanceless. Like there's, there's literally no reason that anybody should ever go there, let alone know, know that it exists. Yeah. It's like a forgotten area. Of, is your family of the still there? My family is not there. My family is here and they, oh, okay. yeah. So they, they'd moved here, um, after a series of events. And, and that's then, what brought you here. Well, I kind of like hung back. I kind of stayed and did my own thing being okay. a little, little fucking pissed off punk rocker that I was. <laughs> And then after a while, it, you know, it came to be pretty exhausting. And then I kind of like threw in the towel and then came and, and lived with my parents and stuff. And that was, and then finished up high school. Cause that was actually, I moved here Christmas Eve, my senior year of high school. Okay. So I literally went to a high school North of the city for like three and a half, four months and graduated with a bunch of people I didn't fucking know. It was, it was bizarre. Eh, Definitely okay. really weird. And, um, and at that time, at, like, you know, that time, like I turned 18 and so I was, you know, in my, I was in, like, in my hometown, I had, you know, I, I had, uh, I got my nostril pierced. That was the big fucking thing. I finally, I got my first nostril okay, pierced. Okay, so that, you were 18. At this point, at, when I, when I moved. Okay. Right before I moved, I got my nostril pierced. Then I came here, and then I kind of, like, had, like, an aha moment of this, of a fucking little corn town podunk idiot being in, like, a big city, like. Oh, sure. Oh, my God, there's, like there's like people that do this. Like there's like a consistent amount of people. Like I'm not the most wildest person in my town oh, with sure. pierce anymore. So this is a big, this is a big deal. So okay. then I kind of like learned about like, you know, just got into, just got deeper, man. Wanted to okay. get this pierced. Wanted so to do this. when you were in bumfuck Illinois, mm -hmm. you kind of knew about stuff, but you were, I knew about stuff. But you were I, never like the kid that like tried to pierce his own lip in his bedroom. Oh, absolutely. I was, I just couldn't <laughs> okay. get away with it. And I knew it. <laughs> okay. So I would, I would do it. <laughs> And I'd rock it and then, you know, come home and fucking get it slapped halfway out of my okay, mouth. sure. Like, that was, no, that was, that was the <laughs> okay. extent of that. So the nostril um, piercing, though, was the first that one was that... was, like, the first, like, Oh, because you're 18, so right. you're like, fuck you, I'm right. keeping it. So me, me turning 18 a few months before I, like, yeah, a month before I moved here. So it was, like, just, like, that timing okay. of, like, now I have the ability and now I'm exposed to the, to the world. So did you, uh... Get your nostril pierced in Illinois. I got my nostril pierced. Okay, for so twenty five dollars. Was it just at like a strip, like a mall kiosk or something? Basically, yeah. A, yeah. a mall kiosk owned by like a bunch of like, like hicks. Piercing pagoda. Something. <laughs> well, see, like something like that wouldn't even exist in my hometown. Oh, okay. That's that would be like unfathomable. That'd be sure. like the biggest corporation to exist there. Well, not really. I mean, they have like McDonald's and shit, but like that would be like a huge deal. So no, it was just like a little like fucking. You know, oh man, we own this place. Like they like they retailed like purses, that, like cheap made purses and shit like okay. that. And for some reason, they also also offered piercing. And I went to this some dude named Todd and got my nostril pierced. And it, it, I like looking back, I'm like, I see all the things that were present or that weren't present that should have been. Okay, and I'm just like, oh my god, like at least it was just her nostril. Yeah, I, I got, that. I have a, I have a, a Hep C test. I'm like. <laughs> like it's putting off forever yeah no I, mean, I don't i don't think i have that scene. but you know you never know man fucking that shit can be in your system for seven years without oh really it. so you never know one piercing man you can be done for yeah i never i got into the piercing thing when i was younger right i uh had my lip pierced on both sides and a vertical Hell yeah. had my nape pierced and that was it that Fuck was yeah. where i went and then, I don't know, I just took out, I just grew out of it. It's kind of yeah, lost yeah. interest, you For know? For some people, man, it's just, it's very, like, instantaneous. It's very, like, a flash of something in their life. And then they kind of, like, grow over it, man. And just, like, maybe it was, like, because I grew up, like, in conservative with, with Catholic parents. Okay. So that was nothing that, that was nothing that was ever acceptable in, in our home. Yeah. So, obviously, like, being 15, hey, will you sign for this piercing? No. And if you come home with it, I'm going to fucking beat the shit like, yeah. like kick your ass like like any other 15 year old kid and then like once i was 18 it was just kind of like you know they were actually living over here at the time and i was still there so i was kind of like oh there's nothing they can do about it you know <laughs> yeah and my then... my mom 
I lived with my mom and she didn't really give a shit right. about anything. So I could do whatever I wanted. I just, I didn't have a lot of friends. I had friends that were into weird shit, right. but I didn't have any like piercing friends or no friends. I had like one friend that had a tattoo of like a cross on his arm, Hell you know, yeah. like that guy. Right. right. But uh, I, did, I just wasn't really like surrounded in it. Um, and then I never really was even up to this point. Obviously now I have friends with tattoos and shit like that. Right. right but right. I'm like curious with you, like what, kept you in it do you think like turning 18 and then starting to work in a shop and being around it i think that turning 18 and then moving to a cultured area oh yeah uh if i mean that's how sad my world is was like <laughs> pittsburgh is like the fucking mecca of culture to me um so like i think that like being able to do it at the same time that i was surrounded by it was just like it oh yeah click and bomb. that's what exactly and, and maybe it was even you know never being able to do it when people had those phases, I never got to like embrace that phase when I felt it. Oh yeah. So it was just something that was kind of like put off. And then it was like, like, I think the first, I think the first th fuck man, the first six months that I lived here, I probably got over 10 piercings and, and a, two tattoos. Yeah. Like, so it, it was just like, and it only got worse from there. I mean, it makes sense. It's like, uh, a, a way that you can relate this to that. I can relate this to that. You probably can't cause it involves drinking. It's okay. like, if you have uh, people that, like, kids that drink, like, throughout their teenage years, compared to, like, the straight-edge dudes that turn and then go off the rails. Right, by the time they turn 21, it's, it's not like, that big of a fucking deal anymore. Who cares? But, like, it's, like, it's been bottled up for so long that whenever they start drinking, they don't know how to handle themselves. They just fucking And, and some people, yeah, they turn out to be the worst. Like, right. horrible. And I think that, not saying that you're horrible for getting a ton of piercings at once, I just think it's this, uh this feeling of not being able to do something for so long or this, this keeping yourself from it. Rebellious. Yeah. Of, yeah. And then no, you I just totally kind understand. of let go. Yeah. No, I, I definitely understand that. And, and I, and even so, man, like it was always, it was a burning thing. It was a burn. It was a yeah. fight. Like, like just like wanting so badly to do these, like to fucking do these things and like have, you know, stretched ears or like, you know, get different piercings, you yeah. know, and, and a million tattoos that I'm so glad. I'm As just noticing now, actually, you don't have stretched ears, though. I don't, not anymore. Oh, okay, you did. When I met, I'm, a, I'm amazed that you said that, because when I met you, I had, like... Did you? About, yeah, about almost almost two inches. Wow, you can't tell. I had them reconstructed. Oh, wow. Since the last time I saw you, I guess. This is in the last month or so. Okay. So, I don't blame you for... for I mean, me. I would have never known. Yeah. Yeah, so I had, uh, I did have stretched ears, and, like... You okay, know, you know, yeah, I, I feel like I... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It, it blends <laughs> together. Yeah. I understand that. Um, so, yeah, I actually had, a. Uh, yeah, the first, like, you know, the first couple of years I lived here was, like, nonstop stretching my ears. Went way too fast. Was very negligible. Once I started working in a shop and I the damage was already done, I realized, like, fuck, man, like... Okay, so what was the... Da I That was something I never wanted to do. I had a friend that stretched his ears, and I always thought that he looked really silly just because, like, I don't know, all the yeah, goofy jewel... This wasn't my thing. Right. So, like, how... Like, what did you do wrong? I don't understand this oh, process. Man. Wearing garbage jewelry, okay. putting things in your earlobes that aren't even jewelry. Oh, like like the kids that put the sharpie caps. Shit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think at one, one at one point I wore like a like a button, like okay. a like a like a peacoat button. So it's like a little oh, post. Okay. That, like the little little loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah, like yeah. one of those. I okay. wore those. And then just like basically going way too fast, like fucking just stretching every two weeks and stuff like that man like that can that can fuck you up man okay you can yeah you can hurt yourself with that kind of shit really or just buying yeah oh absolutely you know that's that's basically one of the reasons i had them reconstructed is that i had so much shit done to them that like so quickly that the tissue was kind of like gross looking and scarred and yeah that's the other thing too is i see a lot of people that i guess go real hard and don't take care of it or know what they're doing and then right you know they just their, the side of their face looks foul as hell. And that's, and that's way, that was way easier to do, man, even five years ago than it, than it is now. Like now there's so much information. Okay. There, I mean, and, and I looked, believe me, man, I became obsessed. I fucking, you know, looked. Well, I mean, it makes sense that there's more information now because you think like a decade ago was when that fad really started to take off, you know, like, uh, I understand. Kind of, the, yeah, man. I, feel, I, I mean, as far as like, Mainstream. Like small kids right, kind right, of right, thing, right. you know what I mean? I'm not saying, like, I know it's been involved in piercing culture for, right. you know, however long. I don't know a whole lot about it. But, right. isn't talking as far as, like, 
scene kids. Right. You know? Yeah, they're like <laughs> people who like like actual mainstream. Yeah. So like a decade right. later, they're figuring out like, oh, this is what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do. Exactly. And some of that information, I mean, it was like it was like treasure. Like you couldn't like those who knew didn't speak. And those who <laughs> and those who spoke definitely did not know. And yeah. that's, you know, that, that's who I took keys from the people I thought, you know, would know and, and actually had no idea. And now, man, you can fucking like that information is just like it's handed to people. And I'm like, fuck, like, I wish that I had, you know, grasp sure. on that. kind so of So is that now that you're I'm assuming that's not something you couldn't restretch your ears now or could you? It has been done. OK, um, it's not a route that I'm going to believe I'm going to see myself down anytime soon. OK, Um. I just spent like hundreds of dollars getting that done. So yeah. I'm like, not nah, like, I'm like going to be happy for a while. I, I may re-pierce it and wear like a little something. So there, there wouldn't be like a, any scar tissue or anything in there that would make it difficult to do. Uh, there, there's, there's some scarring initially, like, like it or not, but there are ways to get rid of the scar tissues between like different salves and balms and massages and breaking that, you know, breaking that scar tissue down. You can, you know, have essentially like a normal earlobe again that, Oh, okay. Yeah. So there, there's, there's a little, tips and tricks that I've learned through being in it, you know? Yeah. Definitely never information that was, like, handed to me. Definitely <laughs> things that I just had encountered and learned about through just through being in this whole entire mess. So, so. okay. Well, that's very interesting to me. Yeah, man. Is that... Uh, what am I thinking about now? Are there any, like, piercings that are, like, really, really bad ideas? Bad I oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> there's a piercing... That the internet, I know there, there's there's the real terms and then there's there's the internet words and the, okay. the the internet word for this piercing is is the snake eyes, okay. Which is if you were to stick your tongue out, a barbell that oh, that yeah. goes through the side of the tip of the tongue and exits the other side. That seems like so a... so parallel with your mouth, and it's it's debilitating. Your your tongue is two separate muscles fused together by a little little web of tissue. Now if you pin these two muscles together and give them no room to move you know you're, obviously your speech is debilitated the piercing has to be like i would never in a million years do that like i would never get the balls to do that i've cut my tongue in half and i would never do that yeah um we gotta talk about that i'm curious we, we will we will talk about that for sure. <laughs> um but um and then like you know just just like that like that's obviously like a terrible so idea. is that like something that like some shops won't even do that's something that, that's something that like any shop worth their salt will not do yeah there's i mean there's some shops that will do it I know people who, like, will do it. I don't know. Oh, sure. That's kind of like, I know, like, there's some, like, tattoo shops that, like, won't do people's necks or things like that. Or maybe they, like, will do it, but it's more of, like, a, like, it's almost like you need to get interviewed or something to, like. It's, yeah, and, and I'm, like, you know, as, as somebody who does that consulting at, at a tattoo shop, I'm, like, big on that. Like, sure. you, you earn your shit, man. Like, I mean, if, if it's some, you know dumb kid who already has the other side of his neck done with some awful stuff. Monster energy drink if logo. Wants to, if, yeah, if he wants to get like a, something nice on the other side of his neck, I'm not going to deny him that. But if it's like, you know, like there's a, there's a big trend in like college college uh, girls for the most part seeing these like little like geometric dot patterns stick and poked on fingers and stuff. And they come in and they want that. And I'm like, like, honey, like you go to Duquesne to be uh, like a lawyer and to be a, a pharmacist. Yeah. Like, I am not slapping a tattoo on your hand so that you could forfeit your 80 grand a year education that your parents are paying for. You know, like, like it's not worth it. Consider getting, I, I obviously want to keep that capital. So I talk him into getting it somewhere else or, you know, maybe a better sure. idea or something. But like, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm super big on the traditional, like, you have your neck tattooed, you better have your torso done. You have your hands tattooed, you better have both arms done. Yeah. Completely. Not like a couple things, like, done. Yeah, like, no, I agree. I was, I I've known people that have just like had their hands done and nothing else. And like aside from away. aside from like I think being kind of a bad idea, uh, as far as like like you were mentioning like career wise right. down the path, it just kind of looks dumb too. It, it, it looks pretty silly. <laughs> it, just, it just says like, "Hey, I'm hasty as shit, and I just want to be cool." Yeah, like, like that, that's kind of like what it says. I want to look like I'm covered in tattoos when I have my flannel on. Absolutely. <laughs> Stop down at D's Cafe tonight at about eleven o'clock and, and and check it out. You know, um, and, and like that, that's something that I definitely like. I don't disagree with, and I see people all the time. You know, wanting their hands tattooed. You're talking about, am I gonna tattoo my hands? I'm just like, shit, man. I got, you know, I got my my neck to my waist that I'm working on for the next year. I have no immediate plans to do anything like that. I have an arm that has no tattoos. Yeah. I have a leg that has one tattoo. Like, I have, you know, so many more things to do. Yeah, and you have the rest of your life. Exactly. You know, I'm gonna, you know, hopefully I don't die too young. 
I mean, so I've, I got you know hands, neck, face. They're on the back burner for the forever. Sure. You know? The other thing too, I think that's cool about tattoos is like if you get them, you kind of want them to reflect different life experiences. Maybe for some people, I yeah, feel that, like that's it, definitely one one aspect of a lot of. People I mean, I mean, I have it. tattoos that don't mean anything, right? And I I'm, mean, I'm actually only, but, but <laughs> like only that. But I mean, at the same time, those tattoos like all like kind of reflect. Do you remember that like where you were at in yeah, your life absolutely. when you got them, and like you can attach memories to them. And I understand, like, well, I don't understand how somebody can get like covered in tattoos by the time they're twenty five and they've maybe not even live half their life yet, right. you know? It's yeah, like, that's definitely a bizarre thing. Why not leave some room to maybe add some new experiences down the road yeah. to your no, body? I, I don't know. I guess pe different people do it for different reasons. Absolutely. And it, it, it is like a big, you know, the whole motto is different structure for different folks. Different yeah. people do it for different reasons. I am, you know, I'm, you know, I'm 21, so I've been getting tattooed for about three years. And like, I've, you know, I've done some significant, some significant damage, you know, to, to, to my body at this point, And it's not, you know, nothing visible, nothing that I can't cover up, but, and I'm definitely, you know, still very pleased with all the, all the progress that I've made and have no intention of stopping. But I think that it's just a matter of like, I think the biggest thing is like, at what point is it acceptable to get your hands and neck and face tattooed? You know, like if you, if you want to get your whole entire torso done and then talk about doing your, your arms all the way out by the time you're 21, that's cool, man. Like you, you've worked, you you, you paid for that. Sure. You fucking, you know, you sat for that and it sucked. And like, you know, man, if you want to fucking just do your whole entire back, there's so much honor in that to me. You know, there's way more honor in that than there is on your hands because, like, first of all, that's a fucking, that's years of commitment. Oh, know? yeah. That's a lot of money. And that's <laughs> like, you know, that's like, that's like an honorable thing to me. I, it's I, also I respect people like that. You going know? back to, like, me thinking, like, people that I think get tattoos for like fashion accessories rather than right. personal. Like if you're spending all that time to get something on your back that not a lot of people are going to see. Exactly. It's so personal that rather than just like, Oh, I want to get my hands covered. So the girls at the bar see me with, you know, holding my right, beer with right, my right. hand tattoo and like, uh, or, uh, you know, so like when my band's taking promos, I love like band promos. When and like, the arms all the oh, way yeah, out. Oh yeah. Yeah. They have like the their arms. They're looking up with their throat piece <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Trying to like get, or like the girls that take the selfies in like the most awkward position. So you could see the leg. It's like, it's like have. on their ankle. So they put their leg behind their head <laughs> yeah. so that you, they, they, you get their face and their ankle in the same shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they go to great lengths, man. That's, that's impressive. <laughs> um, but you know how, how I've started looking at it is like, there's two kinds of people, man. There's people who get tattooed for themselves and there's people who get tattooed because they love tattooing. And, you know, that's, it's very easy to tell by sometimes what they have. If they have an infinity symbol for the grandmother who is dead and is going to be dead forever. So they want to commemorate it by reminding themselves the grandma's going to be dead forever. Infinity. If, yeah. they, if, if that's their fucking thing, that's a tattoo, you know, for themselves. They don't give a shit about the art or you know it's it's some shit they printed off pinterest and now it's on their body forever and they yeah. live with that but then there, you know there's other shit man like i walk in i've done this multiple times i've walked in for my for my torso like i was talking about and you know i looked at the drawing for maybe two seconds but the dude who did the tattoo was like an awesome dude i know he's an incredible artist i know he's fucking worked super hard and it's just like man like i just i'm just like honored to like have this experience you know and, and get tattooed by somebody who's whose experience is humbling yeah you know compared to mine so it's just like Man, it doesn't even fucking matter anymore. I'm about, you know, I'm, I'm actually thinking about going out to Route 60 and getting tattooed by Nick Boobash soon. And Nick Boobash is, he's an older gentleman, a little, uh, he's a little, little, little wild, you know, in, okay. in the head. He's, he's a very intelligent person, for, as, as I understand it. I've not met him. But, uh, man, he's boys with Ed Hardy from back in the day. Okay. And, you know, just, I don't, I will literally walk up and point to something on the wall and ask him to tattoo it on me just because, like, Working with somebody that's been around this industry for so long and perf and made it what it is, like, it doesn't matter, man. Because sure. that tattoos, you know, that tattoos, you know, it's for me, but it's 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 my love of, of tattooing and my love for this for this culture and this industry and and just getting tattooed by somebody who's you know been around the block so much and made as much no doubt art that he has. It's just like it's humbling. That goes. I, I'm super excited for that. That goes back to what I was saying about the tattoo. And uh, having like a connected experience exactly. with it. It's like, you know, anytime you'll look at that, you'll remember like, oh, this dude did it. You'll remember being in the right. shop, picking it out, sitting down, any maybe little like chit chat that you might have back and forth, like all of that stuff will be there. Like there's conversations that I remember having with, you know, my artist when I got my stuff done. It's about nothing, but I look at it and I think about it and it's cool. Like, yeah. 
it's I enjoy the experience as much as the end result. It's not just like a look. I don't even know what I could compare it to. It's like I don't know. Like you could uh you could buy a band's album. Or you could go see them live and take in the whole experience. Right, exactly. And for some people, they don't need anything more than the MP3 on their phone. Right. But, you know, you want to go be a part of it and go meet them and, like, shake their hand and say, yeah, that was and awesome. Yeah, be there and, and crawl on there. top of a bunch of other kids. Yeah, and, like, be engulfed yeah. in the experience. Absolutely. And that's, and, you know, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with being one way or the other. I just know that, like, man, like, this whole entire, you know, it's been a wild time since living in Pittsburgh and kind of like embracing, you know, growing up and being a fucking adult, yeah. man. Like, it's it's been a wild ride, and I have a lot, you know. I, I thank tattooing for that. That's you know, tattooing or piercing or sure, because this is what I wake up to, and this is what I go to bed with. There's nothing, <laughs> nothing is as consistent as the tattoos on my body or going to work in one of those shops. You know, man. Like, yeah. it's and it's awesome. You know, it's even, really cool to uh, be able to work in an environment that you like. I don't want to say, I don't want to use throw around words like career and things like that, but just like being in a environment that you care about genuinely and you're not like, you know, working at some coffee shop. Yeah. Or 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 burgers, I mean like, yeah. yeah, you know, coffee's good. I like burgers, whatever, but it's different, you know, right. Like, no, it, it, is, it is absolutely different, man. And you work with, you work with your friends and they become your brothers, man. And like, and then what you fucking, you give so much of a shit about the reputation of the shop or like, you know, or the client's experiences that I, there's, I have to catch myself sometimes because I need to realize like, man, like I only get paid like, you know, I don't have my course watch on. I don't make that much money. But oh, yeah. like, like I catch myself, I'm like, man, like I am, I care so much about this, about the industry or, or the, the businesses themselves that like, man, like I will go above and beyond the call of duty just like to give some dumbass college girl the, <laughs> the nostril piercing she's always wanted or you know the stupid tribal armband that that guy always wants i mean yeah. that's your thing that's your thing but like so you don't think that like people get like a tattoo or a piercing you don't think there's like a wrong reason for that or like uh i, like, I think there's, like, i think there's wrong do you reason. think do you think that there's like do you have like some like judgment in you well, oh my sometimes? god oh my god yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah anybody anybody who who knows me knows that like i'm the fucking I'm the antichrist. Like I'm the worst. Like, but you, you know, gotta be cool to the customers, I guess. So. Gotta you gotta smile. You also have to nod and you have to bite <laughs> your tongue. But there is sometimes I me. Mean, I'm like, I'll speak up. Like, I'm just like, look. Like, you don't even seem like you want this. You like, you seem like you want a a tattoo. You don't seem like you want this tattoo. Sometimes I'd be like, you know, go home and sleep on it. You know, give me a call. And I'm not, you know, not in a disrespectful way, but like, I want you to have a good tattoo. I don't want you to end up with some shit that you don't like. You know? Yeah. Or some, you know, some edgy in the internet tattoo that's going to be a fucking fart in the wind and an yeah. hour, you know? So I definitely have like a lot of judgment, man. And especially like, you know, with, with whenever it comes like the sentimental reasons for tattoos, like, I think it's, I think it's kind of sad sometimes when people get like, Oh, well I'm getting this tattoo because like somebody died. And I'm just like, man, like, that's like, that's just like a fucking bummer. Like, you're okay. gonna get, like, like you're going to get a cross tattoo which is uh, to symbolize somebody dying, but a cross is a death machine. That was its intended use, was to kill people. That's like, oh yeah, my brother killed himself, so I got a noose tattooed on me. Like, that's some <laughs> morbid shit, dude. Um, but yeah, there, there's there's wrong and right, but man, I, I, can't, I can't say it from anybody else's mouth, you yeah. know? Yeah. So there's a, some things that I disagree with, but at the end of the day, man, you know, if, if, if it's what they want, you know. I've always been a fan of the people that get like the they try to get like the rosary tattoos to make it look like they have like a, a, a bracelet rosary. on. Yeah. Th- those are, those are good ones. Or like around their necks. Just yeah. because like, that's like the most district. Like I remember, I remember I was like six years old and I remember walking up to my parents. I think it was like my older brother just got communionized or something like that. And I had one of his rosaries and I'd, I'd put it on my necklace and I got fucking slapped in the back of the head so hard. Cause that's like a, that's like a no, no. Oh really? In the Catholic. Ch- oh, we, oh yeah. That's like a, okay. That's like, you know, I mean, so you're just supposed to hold it and do the you're supposed prayer to pray thing. with it. You're the pray to thing, the prayer yeah. Bead. yeah. Um, I mean, but maybe you don't wear it. You don't wear it because that's like wearing, that's like putting a, uh, a Nike symbol on the cross. Okay. That's like wearing it like a piece of like merchandise and it's like a holy thing. I mean, I obviously don't give a shit about the church anymore, but I remember like, dang, like, okay. I, I remember being like, I fucked up. Dude. Okay. I should not have done that. Uh, <laughs> 
I probably got like really scared and prayed about it later. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I was I didn't <laughs> I wasn't raised religious at all. I don't know a whole lot about things like that. It's I bizarre. Under, I understand the basics. I hear things here and there. That's something new I get to add to my memory bank. You're not supposed to wear the rosary if you're Catholic. It's bizarre, man. There's people. There's people in my hometown, man, that have like written me off. They're like. He's with the devil now. Okay. Like, he's too far gone. He's got, you know, the tongue split in half. He's got fucking tattoos. He is a lost soul. Like, sure. And, and, that's, and that's always, that's first of all, hilarious to me. But it definitely creates some some bizarre relationships with people when it's you kind of, like, cross over into into this world from that one. Just because, like, you know, there, I mean, there's obviously those Bible verses that say don't get tattooed. There's a, there's a, this is a funny story. There's a verse in Leviticus that says you should not mark your bodies for the dead. Which was which was a pagan ritual. Okay. Like pagan. I believe it was like a self harm ritual, or maybe it was some sort of tattooing. Um, but they would mark their bodies for the dead, and and you know this is this is God saying you know don't do that, and um, essentially that translates into tattooing. You shouldn't get tattoos. You shouldn't get piercings. Okay. And um, uh, one of the one of the owners in my shop is a pretty pretty devout Christian, or the, the owner of my shop is a devout Christian. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, that's oh, you're talking about uh, in the blood. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And he's actually planning on getting um, Leviticus, like getting that Bible verse tattooed on his arm. <laughs> Even and he's and he's like covered, like face, okay. hands, neck, everything. Like he's and he's like one of the he's a great great dude. And that's an interesting dynamic is working at a Christian, t- like a, a supposedly Christian tattoo shop. Yeah, you, you know, know, I uh, when I worked at Starbucks, which I did for a couple years. Do not envy you. Uh, it wasn't that bad. But there was a girl there who was uh, super into God mm-hmm. or whatever, and I remember her talking about wanting to get a tattoo, and she was saying that she was going to In the Blood specifically because it right. was a Christian shop. Right. Do you get a lot of that? A lot of that, yeah. As, uh, a ton of that. Uh, I, I mean, it's, it's, you know, the I believe that the, the Justin who owns that shop, I believe he has his heart in that, and he wants this to be the family's tattoo shop, you know? Sure. And it, and it works, but it also, man, it generates capital. It's 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 yeah. a very strange thing. At the end of the day, it is, I guess, it, a business. It is a business. And, yeah. you know, a lot of people come around and say, like, oh, well, I want you to do this, because, like, you, what they say is, like, you guys are Christians, and I kind of give, like, a disclaimer. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, everybody that works at Chick-fil-A is not a Christian. <laughs> the people who own it are Christian. And that's, you know, and they work hand in hand with the church. And that's how we are as well. We have ties to the hot metal church. Um, Justin, like I said, is a devout Christian. Um, I wouldn't speak for anybody else that works at that shop just because that's not my business. But, um, you know, I, I myself am not a Christian and would never pretend to be just to work at a, a job. Okay. If anybody, yeah. you know, some people will try to like, kind of like, I don't know, man, Christians are, are a weird breed of people. They'll kind of try to like pull your, your testimony out of you and be like, oh, so like, how did you get involved with the church? And like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh, like while you're bre- at the shop? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, hate to break it to you, dude, but like, I'm not. I just love tattoos because this is a tattoo shop, not a church. So <laughs> yeah. that's why I work here and not at a church. Um, and you know, I'm definitely respectful to people and stuff, but yeah, yeah it, it's, people it, eat it up. It's an awkward situation sometimes when you get pulled into that with a stranger. It really can um, be. I mean, at least it's... For you, I feel like you'll have some leverage because you're in your work, you know. Yeah, like yeah, you kind of yeah. have, but it's like it's sometimes it happens on the street, you know. Like yeah. The people that come up to you and like I try to be polite, but it's like I I don't have any interest in this. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. They're coming into my dojo. Yeah. And I make the rules, so I only have to say as much as I feel like saying. But no, I, de- I definitely understand that, and it really it, it is not an issue. You know, nobody nobody hides their beliefs. You know, it, it's not like I mean, you walk in there, any anybody who knows me knows that I'm listening to like. Slipknot self-titled, like, constantly. <laughs> and, and Justin is never, like... Actually, this is funny, because we actually had this conversation yesterday. He's never like, no, you have to play worship music. You have to... You know, like, he, he came out and turned up, because he's like, dude, Slipknot sucks. I saw them, like, forever ago, and it was, like, really bad, I guess, is what he said. I don't believe him and never will. But, um, I mean, we listened to... I saw Slipknot once. It was awesome. I, yeah. I mean, he, he's older, so... I don't know. But uh, I definitely, like... You know, like, it's not like we only listen to worship music, and you, you have to we pray and we have, we have exorcisms and stuff. Like, it's just like, nah, man, you just go somewhere and Justin's a believer and that's, that's it. And he, and like I said, he's one of the best dudes I know. Like he, he's, you know, he's had my back. He's taking care of me, man. Like no be, doubt. being a kid trying to grow up, you know, like, yeah, man, you're still growing up. Exactly. Like, and, he, and he's someone <laughs> definitely to like, look, like look up to. And, and, and I think that people kind of like give him some flack for that. 
you know, or no, give, give our shop some flack for I'm that. I'm sure like, they do. I, I have friends that are involved in tattooing. Right. I know some people that tattoo work at shops, different places. And I know that, you know, it, a lot of the time you deal with a lot of really shitty people. And I feel like it's really hard to find people that are like genuine. Yeah. In the uh, tattoo industry. I mean, in any industry, but particularly <laughs> in the tattoo industry. Yes. Yeah. Because I mean, I, I think it does cater to kind of a group of people that have like fallen on to this point where it's like, I ha- there's nothing else I can do. Right. Like, I, it's either I, I tattoo or I do dishes. Some people. That, yeah. That yeah, kind definitely. of thing. So you get like, kind of like a lot of like the worst people in the world, but at the same time you can meet some of the best people in the, the world. The most like wholesome it's people. Like, yeah. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people are like, you know, like, Oh, like they're Christians. How do you have a Christian tattoo shop? Like blah, blah, blah. It's like, man, the only people who know the word Christian tattoo shop know it before they walk in the door. Cause someone told them everybody like, like, People come in all the time and just it never gets brought up. Oh yeah, they don't sure. know because like you know you you wouldn't know you wouldn't think it. It's it's you know everybody's just it's exactly what you expect. It's, there's some heavy music playing. There's a bunch of dudes there with tattoos. <laughs> and the machines are running, and you come in and you get your paperwork and you get a tattoo and you leave and you hopefully never come like you never call me again unless you need another tattoo. <laughs> That's the, my ideal situation. Sure. Um, but yeah, like other people are just kind of like eh, man, like they have like. Like, somebody's, there was a rumor for a while, oh, they won't do, like, Satanist tattoos or whatever. Like, I know of a specific tattoo that was done of, like, I want to say it was Frederick Nietzsche. Okay. With an upside-down cross painted on his head with, like, a blooded, bloody wolf and a burning church behind it. Like, nobody would ever, they, yeah, that was done there. <laughs> okay. But nobody would ever, like, sacrifice their art or what they feel like doing just for the fact that we, you know... You know, Justin would never come and be like, hey, dude, you can't draw that. You can't tattoo that. You can't listen to that. And we would never do the same thing. Oh, sure. You know, like, so it's... it's Well, I mean, it's like uh, how, like, the the lead singer of Slayer or whatever is a Catholic or something like that. That's that's been said. I mean... I mean, I've seen it in interviews when he talks about it. And it's like, you know, it's Slayer is his art and his beliefs are another thing. So and it's his like, Slayer is also his nine to five. Yeah. And that's an important thing to realize yeah. is that like, that's also how he feeds his kids. Yeah. So if he has to be an evil badass, you know, on stage to it's, like, I mean, they're Halloween stories. If you want to like, you know, yeah, exactly. Just, like, and, 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 if, and everybody ever gives you know, anybody flack for that. Like you can, you can shut up. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't again, it's like, you know, cannibal corpse. They're not killing people or eating them or whatever the fuck they right. talk about. It's, it's, they, well, they're, they're, they're a vegan band, right? Like, that was kind of, like, the thing. And, and I believe their, their foundation is, like, the doing the things that they do to animals, but talking about doing them to humans. Okay. I, I, that That's something I understood. Okay. Maybe that was hearsay. Probably I'm not was. sure. But, uh, yeah, to my understanding, it was, like, Cannibal Corpse was, like, a pretty pretty big on, like, animal rights and stuff. Okay. Like, that, I, I never knew that. That could be... That could be hearsay. I could be talking <laughs> about a different band. I don't know. <laughs> that's a good idea if nobody's done it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're on to something. Dude. Yeah, totally. All right, so this is the first time I've ever done this. Actually, I've been, like, having, like, all these things that I would keep wanting to talk to you about, uh-huh. and I had to, like, write down notes so I didn't, like, lose track of them. I'm trying to be more organized. Right. So, all right, I'm going to backtrack on some things here. Okay. One, we were talking about, you know, not wanting to tattoo the girl that goes to Duquesne that's going to be a lawyer on her hands and things right. like that. Right. How do you feel about this whole, like tattoo acceptance in the workplace kind of thing do not care do not care for it do not want it tattooing used to say something about you it used to set you apart and all this this it's it's almost kind of like apologetic in 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 a sense of like let, let me let me regroup okay so tattoo acceptance in the workplace that is such a fucking small issue compared to the fact that women make 70 cents per the dollar that men make or the fact that you know, people, racism is alive and well in America and definitely skews, you know, job interviews. And oh, yeah, job. sure. So if you have a tattoo and you're sitting there fucking whining and pissing about not having a job, like, you acquired, you asked for your oppression. You yeah. made your bed. You totally. were born a woman. You were born a trans woman. You were born gay. You were born, you know, of a, 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 a non-white ethnicity. You weren't born with tattoos. You weren't born with tattoos on your body. You asked for your oppression. So now you're gonna turn around and fucking cry about it? No. That's absurd. And that makes all of us look fucking bad. Yeah, no, I agree with you one hundred percent. That's how I've always felt. And then let's say, you know, so you're gonna say like, oh well like tattoo and piercing acceptance in the workplace. No, dude, conform. You wanna make fucking eight dollars an hour? Take that fucking lip piercing out. 
Yeah. <laughs> wear sleeves to work. Like, fucking yeah. don't tattoo your hands. Yeah. Like, common sense, dude. If you can't handle the stigma, don't have the fucking stigma. And maybe you should give yourself, like, like maybe you should sit down and think long and hard before you get the tattoo, if you can handle that, and understand the serious social repercussions that that may have. Yeah. Now, let's say you do have a couple tattoos, and you do have a couple piercings, and you've got a job, and that's beautiful. And are you going to fucking wear a shirt that says tattooed and employed and brag oh, about it? Oh, God. Yeah. Because is that, that's like, that's like, hey, I cut my leg off because I'm a dumbass, but then I fucking ran a marathon. You don't get a fucking cookie for that. You're an <sighs> idiot for cutting your leg off. Why would you want a fucking pat on the back just because you fucking did something, you know, that some people say is negligible and, and you saw the other side? Like, good for you, dude. Like, that's nothing to be fucking proud of. Yeah. You know, like, like, why would, like, oh, I hindered myself and then I, you know, then I got a job. It, like, I don't know, man. I, th I think that's fucking weak. Yeah. I think that's I, cashing yeah. in. And I think that's, I don't think I have seen a person that I respect that has tattoos wear a shirt like that <laughs> like ever because they know the fucking difference man yeah nine times out of ten they're not a tattooed person they're a person with a tattoo yeah so you know what okay. against all odds you got that cross on your bicep and you still managed to fucking work it you know yeah no Chipotle. like good for you man no i hate when like people uh it's i remember like around the time i was your age like the 21 22 when like all of my friends, you know, got tattoos and piercings and then they have to move out. It's like, how am I going to get a job? I have these tattoos. Nobody will hire anybody with piercings. Take the piercings out. Take your lip ring out if you're really that worried about it. But it's who I am. Yeah. Like, like yeah. no, dude. Like, not anymore, motherfucker. Not in corporate America. <laughs> yeah. Not if you want to fucking, you know, work for $8 an hour and, and make only four thanks to taxes. Like, yeah. Like, if, like that's, that's fucking how it works, man. And, you know, some people, myself, I've been very fortunate uh, of a com combination of fortune and working my fucking ass off. Sure. And have managed to have tattoos and piercings and have a, a job. And that's, you know, that's cool. But, um... I mean, it's, it's not impossible. I think that just some not. people are lazy. And... Exactly. And if you have a personality to shine through the fact that you might look a little weird, <laughs> nine times out of ten, man, I fucking look like this. I was a manager at Best Buy. Yeah. I was selling cell phones to people in Cranberry Township. With stretched ears and a split tongue and fucking, you know, a big old plate of my lip. Like, I was, you know, I, I was damn good at it. And people would kind of roll their eyes whenever they got paired with me. Oh, maybe he doesn't know what he's talking about. Oh, yeah, you had the lip thing, too. I still have the lip thing. It's just a little bit tiny. Okay. It's, it's, it'll get there. It'll stretch back up eventually. Okay. But, um, anyway, you know, like, oh, like, this kid fucking has tattoos and piercings. He probably don't know what he's talking about. They, their expectations are so low that even if I provide them with mediocre service, they're still like, wow, like, <laughs> he's not an idiot. Like, and, you know, obviously I try to, you know, give a little bit more than mediocre. But, man, it, it, it can be done. I've worked in corporations looking like a fucking, you know, jackass. And it's, and it's worked out fine for me. If you're, maybe if you are that boring, maybe you shouldn't get tattooed. Well, I tattoos think, aren't for everybody. Well, some some boring people need that to seem not so boring. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Man. <laughs> I definitely agree with that. You know, that's, like that's a shame. Like man. all your like a lot of people, even outside of tattooing and piercing, their personality is reflected in their style, and nothing mm -hmm. more than that. Right. You know, I, it's I, like, I know a lot of people like that. You know, like you know the all the like I don't know, like on like like the scene queens. That you would meet in person and they just can't talk at all. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just like have like a couple like trendy things and, and that's that's their worth. Their worth as much as their Tumblr page shows. Yeah. Like and that, that's a that's a fucking that's a travesty, I think. That um instead of like, you know, maybe developing, maybe doing some soul searching, maybe reading a goddamn book, instead they just kinda like go with the flow and, and make themselves, you know, socially cool and it's just like Damn. Um, it's so, I guess a lot of this uh, ties into social media in general as a whole right now and, you know, how disconnected everybody is. But that's a whole nother conversation. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, yeah but going back again, uh, another thing I actually want to get into is how do you feel about the people that are into, like, the self-amputation stuff? For a while, if you would ask me this question, like maybe like two or three years ago, I'd be like, "Yeah, man, they're just trying to do what makes them more comfortable in their own skin." Like, who are you to say what's normal? Like, like you know, give some yeah. hot topic T-shirt slogan bullshit. Um, but you know, now I I think it's I, I think it's wild 
You know, I do know that there's certain, you know, dysmorphia. Yeah. Of people who look at their big toe and they're like, oh my God, like I can't yeah, survive it's like a- with this big toe and they need to amputate it. I know firsthand of people that have fucking submerged their leg from the knee down into dry ice so they could get rushed to the hospital and have their knee amputated because they didn't want their fucking leg anymore. Like. That's wild. Wild right? as shit, man. I know there, there's this tattooer in Germany. His name is Mark. He goes, his tattoo name is Little Swastika. Not in the, the ra- not the racist Swastika, <laughs> yeah. but the, you know, the Hindu. He's, he's a, has very strong Hindu ties, I believe. Recently, he amputated his ring finger from the first knuckle on. On so both hands? On both hands. Because he felt like that was his, like that was, that was, that was just like getting a tattoo for him. That was making his vessel, crafting his vessel to be what he wanted it to be and what made him feel more comfortable. It is something that That's I will nuts, never understand. Yeah. It's something that you can't understand unless you've been there. You know? Yeah. I don't get it. I think it's, you know, just like anything, there's people who will do it in, because they feel like it's their, their destiny. And there's people that'll do it because they think it's fucking, because they saw it on the internet and it's fucking crazy. And, yeah. You know, so it's definitely the, the, the envelope is going to get pushed and, and kind of like handed down and watered down to, sh- to shit suckers who are going to do it just because it's the most wild thing that they can imagine. Yeah. I know that there's like the people that do, uh, this obviously isn't as crazy as self amputating, but like the people that do the suspensions and things like that. I have done that. You have done that? I have suspended. Okay, let's talk about that. What um, was that like? It was cool. My Me and the, my piercing mentor at the time, Twitch, and uh, another piercer in Southside named Daria, we all went out to, I believe it was like Daria's parents' farm or something, kind of like, you know, a little bit outside the city. Yeah. And we had, we had this, this gentleman with us named Alan. He's from Philadelphia. He, like, suspension is like a, a world in itself. Yeah, yeah, I'm fully aware. This gentleman, I believe, apprenticed to do suspension and, like, do specific styles of rigs, like, Boy Scout-esque rigs and hang from trees or hang from, you know, different fixtures and single point or one or two point or, you know, three point. Like, there's so many different things. Okay. And um, so he he came out with us. He's been doing this for a long time. And uh, one by one, we just, you know, we just suspended. And it was actually kind of a very interesting thing because um, people show different emotional things whenever they go up there i remember like even even though not to speak for twitch but i remember whenever twitch went out there it was kind of like a like a aggressive release for him and that was cool and and i think that's you know i think he would even say that that's kind of what it is for him uh and when daria went up there uh she got like what you call hook high which okay. is like a rush of endorphins that make like she was like super giggly and it was it was it was, it was, it was like it was cute like it was fun. Okay. <laughs> and she was like so excited and i believe i, I want to say that was her first time suspending i believe it was um, and it was m- my own. And, and when I went up there, I was, you know, I was the last but not least. And it was like a whole day of stress and kind of like freaking out. Cause like, I'm, I'm a younger kid. I'm hanging out with a bunch of older people, you know? Totally. And I'm stressing about getting four hooks jammed on my back and then about to hang from trees. That's a little and bit of like a thing. I don't know how much this matters, but like, you're like a smaller dude. I feel like you don't got a whole lot of skin. I don't got a lot. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I definitely don't got a lot. Um, I don't know how much of a role that plays. It can play a role. Um, for me, it didn't, it didn't really debilitate anything. Like I was, you know, I was fine, but, uh, just like the nerves of all day, man, I went up there and I was up there for maybe, I mean, I felt like forever. Basically it feels like you're just getting like lifted up by God. You feel in okay. your toes, the tips of your fingers, you feel in every... Well, I'm sure it's not, I'm sure you've never it's, experienced it's anything else like that. Otherworldly. Yeah, yes. I'm sure. Um, and I was up there for maybe, you know, I, I was kind of, I was really uncomfortable first. I was super tight. And then I was like somebody i think it was twitch was like dude just like relax and kind of like let my body go and like i felt like and it, i felt like it, it was like incredible not like great but just like so immense and powerful sure and, and i kind of like got up there did my thing i hung out for a bit and i was kind of like you know what like this is it this is this is what i came here to do and i did it and i need to come down and i'm pretty sure by the from the time that like the second my the tips of my toes hit the ground i think i cried for like two hours not because I was, you know, sad, but there was just such a fucking overwhelming, like, powerful thing that had happened. And I was, and it was nerves, and it was endorphins, and it was adrenaline, and it was like, it was just wild, man. Oh, I'm sure. Not, I'm not that kind of dude, but it was just fucking bizarre. And it was, and it was cool to kind of see, like, you know, three different emotional paths out of this thing that we call suspension you know whether it be the aggression or the or the bubbliness and the happiness or just like the more like somber like you know f- maybe it was fear i don't know but it was just it was it was it was an awesome experience it was really fun cool i i, I want to do it again 
um, kind of dip my toes in it. Now I kind of feel like I could, you know, hang out a little bit longer. Maybe okay. try. There's different points from your body you can suspend from. There's different, you know, places and times and things you can do. It's just, it's just a you know, whole other world, man. Yeah, I believe I've I've seen pictures. I don't. That's 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 as far as my knowledge goes. Yeah, I know it's a thing. It is. A thing. <laughs> it is indeed a thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, one one uh, Jane's addiction guitarist is a pretty big advocate for it. Oh really, Dave uh, Navarro? Oh, loves okay. suspension. Okay. Yeah, he's a he's a he's pretty big in the suspension, to my knowledge, which is kind of funny because Dave Navarro's a fucking dumbass. So and should not be grading anybody's tattoos with those two Batman symbols on both of his arms. Should not be doing that on, on television. But that's another that's another thing. Okay. Um. What was like the? Uh, I guess this goes into the not necessarily the self amputation stuff, but right. more of like a. Somewhat more extreme body mod stuff. The tongue split. Right, the tongue split. So, let's talk about this one. Oh, man. What was... How, how did this come about, and what was it like? Man, it was... Oh, man. It was, it was weird. It was, it was awesome. I'm super glad I did it. Um, that's something I'd, I'd, I'd followed tongue splitting for a while. You know, and it's, it's not a very old... Th- I mean, it is, it is an old thing in, in some regards. If you talk about, you know, Eastern, Eastern culture, it's a pretty yeah, old yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It actually is a, a tool used for doing... Like things like tai chi and yoga, and it was um, um, something that they did to be able to choke themselves and walk on the line between life and death in in meditation and in yoga. And, and this okay. is this is you know there's probably a million other stories about it of where, it, but to to my knowledge, that's like one of the first accounts. Okay. So, um, and then it was westernized, you know, in, in the '90s it became pretty popular, um, and it's just. Uh, it's as simple as it gets, man. There's a little thin line of tissue that separates those two muscles in your tongue, and you cut that in half, and you keep that bitch apart, and it heals in about eight days. And oh, really? That's it? Yeah, yeah. Your tongue, your mouth itself heals very quickly. How um, do you keep it apart? Uh, there's different methods. Some people cauterize the wound with, an, with a heat pen. What did you do? Uh, I had sutures, so I had mine stitched. Okay. Not together, obviously, but stitch the wound yeah. shut. Um, some people just fucking throw a piece of gauze between it and hope that that's what does it and fucking Dang. wake up every morning and take a little something and cut uh, the, the, the regrowth. Yeah, it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a messy thing, man. Um, I did that in Brooklyn, New York when I was about, uh, fuck. I think I just turned 19. Okay. So I was, I mean, you know, it was within the last couple of years, but yeah. I was relatively young. Um, Man, I went out there, I got the thing done, came home. So did you, like, seek out a specific, specific guy artist? to do it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I, won't, I won't name any names, but uh, I actually kind of got referred to this man by, okay. uh, by you know... By some other people, By, you know. by somebody sure. else who had it, who I, like, okay. like, was like, shit, like, there it is, I can do that. Like, you know, it kind of kind of becomes real that that's a possibility. No doubt. Um, so he referred me to him, and you know, almost immediately, I made an appointment, and before I knew it, I was on my way to Brooklyn. I have, I have one other friend who has a tongue split, mm-hmm. and uh, fuck, I feel like he did it when we were still in high school, but he was like one of those guys that was held back a couple years, so he was a little bit older than everybody. So he could do it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He was, he was, he was the dude that had like a ton of tattoos and weird piercings and shit when we were still in high school. And yeah. Looked like he's like a bigger guy to begin with. Like he's like kind of taller. Is this like way intimidating i remember when i first met him was uh seventh grade he should have been in ninth grade but he was still in seventh grade and he's like standing outside the school smoking cigarettes i'm just like oh my god who's this guy my like super scared of him and then uh actually a really funny story about this guy he uh we were at i never talked to him once and then i had a bunch of kids that would like kind of pick on me and lunch and stuff like that and one day like these kids were picking on me and he was like hey he said something basically to the extent like, hey, you know, don't mess with him. He's wearing a corn shirt. <laughs> and he was right, he was right dude. He and then from right. that point on, me and that dude were cool. Cause it's like, oh, you like corn? Word. Absolutely, I do. Word up. <laughs> yeah. Um, fuck. Uh, I have one more thing I kind of want to get into before we wrap up here. I think yeah, what's I've been up? going for a bit. I don't really have any. I was looking for a better way to segue this in. But I guess just I'm curious about how you feel about uh, people that like kind of fetishize piercing to in a way like to what degree? I guess it would be like I guess you have like people that do like like 
like the corset piercings okay. or it's like, play think, like play piercings, I guess is a better way to put it. Because mm-hmm. I don't really know if there's like a fetish that's connected to that. Maybe for there some is. people. There, there's a fetish that's older than you or I, man. There's okay. Like basically the best way to ex- explain how this, how piercing became westernized is in Haight-Ashbury back in the day, you know, Vietnam, Vietnam time, you know, um, there was, well, like maybe, maybe not that old, maybe in the seventies, um, there's a series, you know, there's a big gay, gay population out there, you know, yeah. Har- Harvey Milk style, like yeah. that's, that's what it was. And, you know, the, the gay community out there was kinky, you know, this was at a time when sex was free and everybody was just doing it uh-huh. just to do it. And, um, they didn't even have Tinder back then. They just did it. And what a wild concept. <laughs> um, and eventually, man, it, there's people who like pain, you know. And, and oh yeah, totally. They, and they're and they're very, you know, they're very many. They're very, they're very, very dense in that area, you know, assumably. And people started, you know, mutilating their genitals and with nails and spikes and blah, and they said, you know, well, people in in Eastern civilizations can can put jewelry in there. Why can't we? You know, so. It eventually just became a bunch of gay dudes experimenting on everyone's dicks, just <laughs> cramming, totally. cramming a needle in there and hoping for the best, man. And it was, I've, I've seen pictures and it's fucking hard to look at, but oh, uh, I bet no, eventually one of the, one of those people is, um, you know, kind of just became the forefather of, of piercing of, of Westernized piercing. His name was Jim Ward. Okay. And eventually this dude became a piercer and he started this thing called the gauntlet which was a which was a shop as well as a group of piercers and then this was in san francisco this was in san francisco and then there was i believe a gauntlet owned shop put in philadelphia huh okay well and then it just kind of expanded into this thing you know that that's actually kind of where the earlobe the right earlobe piercing being gay oh that's kind of what that says okay so um that's you know that's where that came from there's so many different you know elements you can throw in there but Essentially, the westernization of body piercing is due to a bunch of kinky gay dudes cramming needles in their dicks. Okay. That's what it, you know, that's... that's I had a, uh, this, uh, reason why I bring this up is was when I was in high school, I dated a girl who, she wasn't into cutting, but she liked it, like, during sex stuff. So she's in a blood play. Yeah. Essentially. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like, if you, I'm da- if whatever you like... We'll do it. I don't right. give a shit. But uh, so it was fine. Whatever. I wasn't weirded out by it. I don't right. really get weirded out by too much. But I could never really. I don't know. Do you come across a lot of people that are into things like that, or is that something that's no, like no? Because that, that's kind of a dead a dead language. Um, really. A lot of it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's like some girl wanting a navel piercing or a nostril piercing. You know, it, it is it is a female dominated um, uh, clientele. Okay. Um, it's occasionally. You get like the forty year old dude that walks in, and you know that dude's talking nipples or ding dong. You know it like, from the <laughs> second you talk to him. You know, no visible piercings. Why is he in a piercing shop? Like you know, he wants to get a very specific. You know, he wants to get a a two gauge hoop that has a five eighths diameter in it, and you know that's going into Prince Albert, or you know okay. that's going in some like that's that's a very specific, strange, large piece of jewelry. So I mean. Yeah, you know, so it's there. There is definitely some of that. Um, you know, Hot Rod's been there for over twenty years. This was also very big in the nineties. You know, this this kinky, you know, piercing okay. and, and things like that. Piercing was huge in the nineties, um, although it was very wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah, you definitely you do encounter you know some of that, but for the most part, man, it's like you know two two dudes putting trying to see who's gonna get their their nipples pierced. You know, like, oh, I'll do it if you do it. Oh, no, man, I'll do it if you do it, you know. Or it's, you know, a couple girls coming in, want to get some pretty diamonds for their, you know, conch piercing or, okay. or cartilage piercing or whatever, you know. So it's a, it's a lot of that, man. It's not a, it's, it's very mainstream. And that's, you know, that's fine because that's the bread and butter. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So as we wrap up here, I guess you mentioned apprenticing your piercing and stuff like that. I was just, for some reason, I'm curious, have you done any, like, genital piercings? Like, how do you... I've done genital piercings on myself. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, never anybody else. Um, I've had, I've had new friends say, like, dude, you can pierce my dick, you know, but I, I kind of, like, you know... Because, I mean, you have to, uh, I guess if, like, ultimately, you're planning to do piercing and you want to get into this stuff, I guess, like, I feel like that's something that's, like, 
would be hard. Cause you need to practice on somebody, figure it out. You said yeah. you did yourself. Yeah. I, done myself. I had a friend in another friend in high school that did himself too. And I've actually done, do? a, I've he, done uh, a couple different things. Yeah, he did. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 There, I mean, there, there's, there's an infinite amount of weird genital shit you can do. Okay. You know? Yeah. Just depending on, on the what's that itself. experience like, uh, super nerve wracking. Uh, but also like, I don't know, man, it's just like, it's just like you do it, just like you did it, and then you don't even care anymore. You yeah, know? So it's yeah. Kinda... The kid that I knew that that pierced his own winky. What else did he do? He like thermal punched his ear Yeesh. himself, and like I don't know. He was not. I, I'm really curious to know where he's at now and what he's doing because he was kind of out of his mind. A little wild man. <laughs> but you know, whatever. So hey, man, I want to thank you for coming over. Oh, absolutely, man. Thank and you for having me. Talking to me about. Weird piercings and stuff. Absolutely. It's cool, you know? And uh, I guess that'll be about it. Lovely talking to you. Good talking to you, too. And that is all, folks. I really hope you enjoyed the conversation. Will is an interesting guy. I like talking to him. I, I learned some shit. I didn't know about some of that stuff. I don't really don't... I don't dive into that subculture that he's a part of too often i mean i have some tattoos i you know i used to have my lip pierced we talked about it during the conversation but it's just not something i'm really involved with but i was interested in it and i was i had a really good time talking about it and learning some things so yeah that was cool uh as always i will be back next week with another episode so be sure to stick around for that. And yeah, that's, that's about it, I guess, huh? I am Sykes. Start the Beat Podcast. 2014. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening.